This is The Christian Working Woman, where we share wisdom from God's Word and how it's practical and applicable to our daily lives, either at home or in the workplace, wherever. Today, Lisa Bishop joins us and she'll share biblical truth from God's Word. I'm Julie Bastide, and we're so glad you've joined us today. So, Lisa, I see your devotion for today is Why Gratitude Matters. Yes, Julie. You know, gratitude is something we hear a lot about. And even in mainstream culture, we hear about gratitude. As followers of Jesus, a posture of gratitude, I think, is really critical as we grow in our faith and in our intimacy with God. But from my experience, often gratitude can be an afterthought mm. or, you know, maybe based on a feeling or our circumstances rather than a regular practice as a follower of Christ. So today, I want to spend some time on the importance of gratitude and why it's really like the air we breathe. We can't live and have a thriving faith without it. Mm, I agree. Gratitude is often something we can take for granted. So I'm looking forward to hearing more. Thanks, Julie. Well, as Julie said, today we're talking about why gratitude matters. But before we dive in, I have a question for you. If you were to rate yourself on the God gratitude meter, one being I rarely express gratitude to five, I give God thanks daily for specific things I'm grateful for, where would you rank? One, five, somewhere in between. When was the last time you expressed thankfulness to God and what did you specifically thank him for? In all honesty, over the years, I've been a hit or miss in my gratitude practice. I didn't really have a plan or a discipline in place, and I know that may sound funny because do we need a plan? A gratitude practice? Is gratitude really a spiritual discipline? I would say yes. At the beginning of this year, I vowed to keep a daily gratitude journal, and while I've done this in the past, if I'm honest, my daily practice of gratitude tended to peter out pretty quickly. This year, though, I'm really grateful because it's been different. I have made gratitude a spiritual discipline, taking time every morning and making a thoughtful and specific list for all the things I'm thankful for as I reflect on the previous day. So over time and with consistency and commitment, gratitude has turned into a daily habit. And this habit, frankly, it has really been a game changer in my life. And this shouldn't be surprising to us because all throughout Scripture, we see the call to gratitude and thankfulness, and we see the impact of the lack of it. So why can we find it so difficult to be grateful? I think one of the reasons is because we often let our circumstances and not God's faithfulness dictate our gratitude. We count on our circumstances to elicit feelings of thankfulness, and when things don't go our way, we withhold it. Or worse, we grumble. One of the many examples of the absence of gratitude and the propensity towards grumbling is found in the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, we learn that the Israelites had been enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. For four centuries, generation after generation was subjected to hard labor, horrible oppression, and really unpleasant living conditions. They lived being daily mastered and ruled by the Egyptians. I'll share a few highlights from Exodus, but I highly recommend that you read the entire book on your own. And even though this story may sound familiar to you, I invite you as you listen to ask God what he wants to illuminate as you hear the story. Ask the Holy Spirit, is there an area of my life that I'm forgetting to be thankful? And how might I be like the Israelites? Ask, Lord, what do you want to teach me through your word about grumbling and gratitude? Well, as the story unfolds throughout Exodus, we see how God goes through extreme measures to bring freedom to his people. The culmination of 10 plagues appear to finally cause Pharaoh to relent and release the Israelites from slavery. And after Pharaoh lets them go, 
God leads the Israelites along the road to the wilderness. Exodus 13, 21 to 22 tells us this. The Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire to give them light by night so that they could travel by day or night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night never left its place in front of the people. Let's not miss that. In the midst of their difficult circumstances, God's presence never left them. He was visibly with them, guiding every step. It's the same with you. You may not actually get to see the manifestation of God's presence, but he is always by your side and leading you, even when you feel like you're being pursued by your enemies, going through a storm, or a dark night of the soul. This in itself is a reason to have a heart of gratitude towards God, because he says he'll never leave us or forsake us. Will we be grateful that even when we cannot see what's ahead, when the road is unknown and we feel uncertain that God is with us? Well, while on their journey to the wilderness, Pharaoh once again threatens the Israelites, and instead of remembering God's track record of faithfulness and deliverance, they panic. Forgetting God's previous provisions, they cry out to Moses and say, What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Their fear causes them to lose faith and to lose sight of God. We don't see a whole lot of gratitude on tap here, and God just delivered them from their enemies, but fear caused them to double down on grumbling. How has fear caused you to grumble instead of faith propelling you to be grateful? In the midst of fearful times in our lives, it can be really easy to fall into the habit of forgetting God's faithfulness, and this is where it's so important for us to stand firm in what we know about God, the truth of His character, and we grow in our knowledge of God when we're in the Word of God and spending time with Him. We learn to trust Him in every season of our life, and we refuse to let our circumstances dictate our feelings. Yet even when we let fear lead us down a path of complaining, God is still faithful as He was with the Israelites. Even though His people are crying out and crabby, it doesn't change who God is. He still keeps His promise of freeing His people, and in His final closing act on the Egyptians, the Lord parts the Red Sea, creating a final escape from Pharaoh. Their enemies are defeated, and they are on the road to freedom. In response to their newfound freedom and experiencing God's faithfulness, the Israelites write a song of gratitude to God, 18 verses praising Him for who He is and what He's done to deliver them. Yet three days later, we find the Israelites grumbling to Moses because they'd been without water. Now, let's be honest. I would have grumbled in two hours, let alone three days, so I'm not pointing my finger at the Israelites, but rather making the point that we can be a lot like them. God has shown his glory, his power, his sovereignty, and his provision for his people time and time again. And instead of staying in a posture of gratitude for all the ways he's provided, they get spiritual amnesia, like we often do. And they resort to complaining again. Exodus 15, 24 says, The people grumbled to Moses, What are we going to drink? In alignment with God's character and nature, he provides what they need by making water come out of a rock. But in verse 2 of chapter 16, we see the Israelites filing another complaint when the entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Okay, I'm kind of laughing here because reading about all the grumbling is feeling a little ridiculous at this point, and if I were Moses or Aaron, I would be inserting a big old eye roll at all of these grumblers. And let's not miss what this verse tells us. The entire community grumbled. Misery sure does love company. Can you see how grumbling is contagious? 
No non-grumblers in the crowd. Everyone decided to chime in on the gratitude list chant. We do that, don't we? It can be so easy to fall into the mentality of grumbling at home, in the workplace, and in life. And it's easy to get into a grumbling rut. As we read a little further, the Lord hears their complaint again, and this time around provision of food. Once again, God responds to their complaint by providing for all their needs, and he provides for them the entire time they're in the wilderness, 40 long years. Well, some things don't change because we start to see another cycle of complaining and grumbling, and I'm not going to go into the details this time, but in exasperation, Moses' response is, Lord, what should I do with these people? I can't say that I blame him. I think all of the complaining would have driven me nuts, too. If you are honest with yourself, would you say that it's easier for you to fall into a pattern of grumbling, or is your life marked by a habit of gratitude? What do you spend more time on? Where does most of your thought life, your words, and energy go? I'm not saying it's easy, and as I said earlier, gratitude is a discipline. Training our eyes to see all of God's blessings, even in the midst of hard situations. We serve an almighty and sovereign God, and He doesn't waste anything. Even when we go through challenging times, He's still faithful, and He's still providing even when life feels uncertain or your world feels like it's falling apart. I once heard something that I thought was super helpful. It said, learn to glance at your circumstances, but fix your eyes on Jesus. The Israelites kept forgetting God's character, just as you and I can tend to do. It really comes down to trust, doesn't it? Do you trust who God says he is and that he'll always come through for you? It may not be in your timing or the way that you envision, but God will come through. Is there a circumstance in your life right now that you're focusing on more than you're finding yourself in a posture of thankfulness and praise for who God is and his character? It can be really hard to instruct your heart and mind to focus on truth and faithfulness of God, but if you want to live the life that Jesus died to give you, full life in him, It will require daily mining for the things to be grateful for. God will come through. He is in control. He sees you. He knows what you need. He's making a way through whatever tough thing you're facing. We express gratitude to God because he's worthy. We express gratitude because it's a way of recalling all the ways that God reveals his perfect character, his gracious provision, and his steadfast love. Gratitude matters, and it's important to intentionally cultivate a grateful heart. Consider a gratitude journal. Take time first thing in the morning and sit down and reflect on the previous day. Write down all the things you're grateful for and remember to be specific. Another idea is to keep a gratitude jar. So as you go throughout your day, take slips of paper and write something specific that you're grateful for. As you put each slip into the jar, take time to express your gratitude to God. The key here is to really experience heartfelt gratitude and not just go through the motions. So when you first start out, you might find it hard, but once you start practicing it, it's amazing how you're going to reflect on your day and grow in your awareness of God's goodness. And this is another tip. Nothing is too small to be grateful for. In fact, try it right now. Yeah, like right now as you're listening. The great thing about gratitude is we can practice it wherever and whenever, and there's no preparation required. So Call to mind right now, what is something that you can express gratitude to God for? Do you have something? Now take a few seconds to express thankfulness to God and simply say, God, I'm so grateful, and then name that thing you're grateful for. Try it out. Shout it out. Say it until you can feel it. Jesus, I am so thankful, and keep practicing throughout the day. As I mentioned, I keep a daily journal of my thankfulness to God, and here's a peek at one of my lists. Thank you for providing for my daily bread, you know just what I need. 
God, thank you for a warm cup of coffee and quiet time with you. Thank you for a home to live in and a place to lay my head. For a job. Thank you for my frustrating coworkers and work situations because I know that you are refining me in the process. Thank you for my health and for my mom. Thank you for Lauren treating me to tea the other day. And thank you for helping me when I feel anxious about what's next in my life. What is on your gratitude list? Research on the effects gratitude has on our biology shows how being thankful actually increases our longevity, our ability to use our imagination, and our ability to problem solve. Gratitude makes us feel that life is worth living, which brings mental health benefits and more resilience, the ability to bounce back quicker during hard times. Gratitude is essential to overcoming difficult circumstances and achieving success in all areas of your life. God didn't design you for grumbling. He designed you for gratitude. Let the words of the psalmist in Psalm 138 verses 1 through 2 be the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart. I will give you thanks with my whole heart. I will sing your praise before the heavenly beings. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name. Thanks for joining me today. Share this devotional with a friend. And remember that you can find transcripts for all of our devotionals on our website at christianworkingwoman.org. That's christianworkingwoman.org. Thanks, Lisa. I also want to invite you to join our Zoom Bible study, which starts up again on Tuesdays, starting September 6th at 7 p.m. In this study, we'll cover the attributes of God and how essential that knowledge is to our faith. We'll look at theological discussions and conversations in scripture and what happens when that foundation of theology is firm versus what happens when it's weak. So all you need to do is go to our website to register for this free study. Again, that's christianworkingwoman.org. Also, please remember that you can follow us on your social media, either Facebook or Instagram. Look for Christian Working Woman. Well, I'm Julie Bustee, thanking you for spending some of your time with us today, and we look forward to being with you again next week with Mary Lohman and the Christian Working Woman. 